Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to Discover Podcast. Man, we are excited to get back into Romans chapter 5. Today is a Monday upload, so we are ready to dive in back to the chapter. Um, let's just get started. Let's just go right into this. Um, uh, yeah, let's just not even waste any time. Let's just do this. Uh, 5 verse 12 says, When Adam sinned, uh, sin entered the world. Uh, Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Uh, even those who did not obey, sorry, not disobey an explicit, an explicit commandment uh, of God as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. I'm going to stop right here because now I feel something within my heart. Um, uh, so the way this chapter, I mean, this um, this verse begins Starts with Adam. Now, before we just we were just talking about you know how good God's love was, you know how He died for us all, and just by believing in what He has done makes us righteous to be in this one undeserved uh, privilege. It's, it's His presence, and um, crazy enough, you know it just goes depths into the reality how we have a relationship with God because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And so now He's exalting the uh, the work, the finished work of Jesus Christ in the previous verses. Uh, but now all of a sudden he just brings up Adam. Uh, just let's read this one more time. It says, "When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sins brought uh, Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone. For everyone sinned. Now, if no one understands or if no one really knows what's going on here, um, this is what's called uh, the Adamic fall, uh, which means uh, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world." Adam's sin, uh, Adam sin brought death. Uh, so death spread to everyone, for everyone's sin. Now, this just means that, you know, we were all under this one curse of what Adam had committed. You know, it's scripture. You know, you go to the Genesis and it just shows how when Adam fell into sin, um, it cursed humanity, pretty much, you know, that we now live in sin. Uh, once we're born, we, we're into, we, we enter the, this world with this, um, what's called the sinful nature. It's how we were born. Um, before Adam, before he sinned, it was not like this. It was um, the way it was supposed to be in the beginning. And it was it was a, a glorified man. It was man with God um, as one. You know, it was a man in the presence of God constantly. Now, um, he was expelled from the presence or out of Eden. And now it was a disconnection uh, between man and God. So this is why Jesus had to come and restore what was lost in Eden. Um, so it's again, it says when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Uh, Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. Um, yes, people sinned even before the law was given. But it was not counted as sin because there, there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died. In other words, that's still a consequence of sin. It's your death, you know, from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment. As God, uh, as uh, a commandment of God, as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ, who was yet to come. But there was a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin 
of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Now, it's just saying here um, that Adam was an example. That's what he said, you know, and Adam was an example of uh, Jesus, you know, representat representation of Christ. How is this? Uh, how is he representation of Christ? He just says this. He's comparing two sides. He's comparing the death of Jesus Christ and the death of Adam. The, now, because of one man's sin, uh, we all fall into sin. We all fall into his death. Now, interesting enough with Jesus, this is how he compares the two. Now, because of one man's death, we all live. So Jesus, because of his sacrifice, what he's done on that cross, um, he is the one that gives us life because of his one action of death. So uh, 16 says, And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one's man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift led to our being made right with God. Uh, even though we are guilty sorry, of many sins, for the sin of one man, Adam caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. This is getting really good. <laughs> um, this is cool because um, we just see that it's just comparing the two again, but how Jesus is actually, you know, better than Adam, obviously. And because of this this one man, Jesus Christ, what he's done on, on, on earth uh, for us, we get to live, you know, and this verse actually says it really uh, in, in an awesome way. It says, for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. 18 says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone because one person disobeyed God many became sinners but became but because one other person obeyed God many will be made righteous so this is just crazy that it's just I love how he's just comparing to left and right now I love that it's still in chapter five now we were just seeing how amazing God was and by sending his one and only son now he's just going in the depths of what this actually means the resurrection and the crucifixion of Christ. This is this is what it all just is. He's just elaborating all this stuff. Uh, Twenty says God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and results. In eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now this is just beautiful right here. Now I want to take these couple of last verses before I end the uh, podcast, and I actually want to go in depths of each word. Um, actually, I'm going to go to. Uh, I'm actually going to go back a little bit because uh, I really want to do this. I, I I feel like I've just read through it, um, but to really go in the depths of the actual scripture, I, I just want to get um, to that point. Uh, verse twelve says, "When Adam sinned." We go back to 12. Um, sin entered the world, right? And Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone's sin. Now it's because of this one sin from Adam, it's that we all sinned. You know, now we were born from this Adamic fall. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given. How is that possible? 
Uh, it's just saying that you know the it's it's the um, let's see it's the uh, what's the what's the word the consequence of the disobedience of Adam, we fall into death, right? So we are automatically living in sin because now we're disconnected from God. Now I want to actually kind of talk. Uh, I want to touch this point um, because I feel like people just think sin is the act of doing something, but honestly, I feel like in this context, honestly. I mean, even if you don't do anything wrong, you know, why do we still die? I mean, it, supposedly, if we're like, it's what sin is what causes death, right? So how are we still in sin if we don't commit a sin? Um, and I actually want to touch this because um, I feel like people don't really understand what the Adamic fall really is or sin. You know, it's it's the sinful nature. We were all, we all have sinful natures. We all have carnal desires. We all have these things that, you know, we shouldn't be doing. Uh, but what if we don't do those things? You know, what if we actually live a long life without doing anything? This is a simple, to me, the simple, you know, definition of sin is living without God. It's living separated from Him. It's living for ourselves. You know, interesting enough, what Jesus did, did for us it's allowed us to die to ourselves so we can live. So when I actually choose my will over anything else, and especially above other people, that's when we start to see a sinful nature. We start to get greedy. We start to get, you know, a little crazy and stuff like that. I want what I want. You know, it's not, we're not committing any kind of sexual sin or anything like that or break one of the Ten Commandments. No, we're still living, but we're living for ourselves. And that's that has to do with the Adamic fall. Now I'm gonna go to Genesis because I want to actually show you this. What true to me, and I feel like we'll end it with this. You know, we're just going through it. Um, but here's something that I want to share with you. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's for, uh, chapter three. You know, it's when he actually does fall into sin. And um, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I'm just gonna go to that one part where they actually finally you know, see themselves naked. And they actually, the eyes were open, the scripture says. Um, let's see. Well, let's go chapter six. You know, the woman was convinced, you know, she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame. Sorry, they felt shame and their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. And then it says, When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord among the trees. Then the Lord call, uh, God called to the man and he said, Where are you? And Adam replied, Here. I, and I heard, and so he said, he, Sorry, he replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Now, I want to actually highlight those two, three things actually. This is the way he replies. He says, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. How many eyes are there in that sentence? Those That one verse, there's like four eyes there. Now, I, I want you to, to understand this because sin actually causes us to do exactly that. I, 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 I was afraid. I hid. I, I heard you. I did this. I did that. And eventually now, like, the evolution of what time is now, now it's like, I want this. I want that. I want that. I did this. I did that. It's all about me. Time To me, that's like the root of sin. Or that's the cause of sin. It makes me want 
to please myself, it, it actually causes me to, you know, look at myself above everything else. This is pretty much what happens when sin enters. Man, it's, it becomes just like that. I become so prideful. I start to see myself above all things. And this is what happened. Now, amazingly enough, <laughs> this is so cool. Jesus actually gives his life. He says, it's not my will that I want to be done, but yours. We've, we've talked this before in, in the Jesus Talks, how Jesus gave his will completely to the Father and said, I'm giving my life so you can have your people. So they can be free from sin. And because of his obedience, it's our freedom that we have gained. Now we're free from sin. We have triumphed over sin. I'm going to read that one verse again because that's exactly what it's talking about. Um, verse 18 says, yes, Adam's one. Um, sorry, I was going to go a little back. Uh, it's actually 17. For the sin for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. This is the cause of death. It's sin. It's ruling over many. For the sin of one man, Adam, caused death to rule over everybody. That's just the result of sin, being separated from God, his life, being apart from him. That's what's going on. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. Love, I love that. Gift of righteousness. It's like he gave just the ability to be right with God again, to have that connection again with life again. He gave it back to us. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. He's just exalting what Jesus did on that cross right there. So, I mean, and this is just beautifully just, <laughs> just explaining the reality of the resurrection. This is why this book is so powerful. Like, I love chapter 5, and it goes, it goes more. Like, I promise you, chapter 6 is even powerful. Sin's power is broken. That's what it's titled. But, man, it's just on and on with just, like, the reality of the, re of the crucifixion and the resurrection, what Jesus has done. Now, amazing love. We go, we, uh, amazingly enough, we go back to what we read last week. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has made us friends of God. Now this is, again, this is just because of what we believe. Uh, verse 5, verse 1, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. So you see, this is what it's all about. And I love this because now we're just focusing on the crucifixion and the resurrection. The result of what was actually going on in that moment was simply us gaining that life again. The wages of sin equals death. That's what was, uh, I believe in chapter 2. Uh, but listen, this is the crazy part. Because of his death, <laughs> it equals life. It's the, it's the complete opposite. Because of Adam's failure, because of Adam's um, fall, we all fall under the curse of sin and death. But because of the death of Jesus Christ, we all have eternal life. So I want to pray because I, I really want to pray for people. This is the this is the reason why I'm, I love reading this book because this book really, it truly sets us free, man. Like, honestly, it just sets us free in this way. And amazingly love, it's not just me trying not to sin. Like, I, I, I couldn't name all the sins that we struggle with. But in the end, this is the answer. 
We all struggle with sin. We all fall into this Adamic fault. Like we, we're all in this. But through him, having faith in him, exalting Jesus in our lives and the crucifixion, the resurrection, all this stuff, exalting this, reminding ourselves of what he has done. I promise you, this will give us life. This will give us a brand new life and we will have triumph. We will have victory over our sins, over this sinful, over this sinful nature, over this desires that we don't want to have anymore. It's just exalting Jesus above all things. This is, I mean, this is the scripture, guys. Like, I want you guys to understand this. This is the scripture. This is how, how this is concrete. Like, this is like complete, like, if we, us as believers, this is evidence that Jesus can set you free from sin. All we have to do is accept it, believe it, and thank God for it. It's through faith that this happens by grace. I have to believe that this happened. And I accept it. And I want to pray that, that we accept this full-heartedly so we can live this week and even beyond the week, you know, that we can live in this type of freedom, in the life that Jesus Christ has given us. I mean, he doesn't have to die millions of times so he can be set free of sin. Why do we, why, why do we keep falling into sin? Like, that's that's the next chapter. That'll be next week. We'll, we'll see, you know, um, how to break from this type of stuff. Man, it's just it's just going to get really good. I mean, I, I love this book. But, man, this is the essence of today. It's like just an introduction because this is a letter, remember. Now, you're going to see Paul get into more into what he's talking about. But it's just getting really good right now. I'm going to read the last uh, couple of verses once more. And then we'll end it from there. Uh, verse 20 says, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful we were. In other words, this is the reason why it was given. You know, after Adam was like, oh, man, you guys are just doing what you guys want. This is... And now it's crazy because it says it wasn't counted as sin, but we all died, you know, simply because we lived in sin. We were living as, you know, this, this cursed, you know, humanity. You know, this is after Adam. Um, now it says it was the law was given so we can all finally come to the conclusion that, okay, we need God. We need to be restored somehow. Um, it was given so that all people could see how sinful we were. But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. Why? He sent his son. The more the world sinned, the more he said, it's time to take my son now. It, it's, it's necessary. I mean, we see the entire New Old Testament, how we just see the people of God just getting more wicked and more wicked every single time. And prophets would come and prophesy and someone's going to restore, someone's going to restore, someone's going to restore. And finally, Jesus came. God's wonderful grace became more abundant. 21. So just as sin ruled all, over all people and brought them to death... Now God's wonderful grace rules instead. It rules. It's above. It's above everything that we could ever do. It's above everything. Now, this is what I'm trying to say. It needs to be this way in our lives. It needs to rule. It needs to be above. It has to be above. This is the only way we're going to triumph. This is the only way we're going to um, not sin anymore. This is where we actually be become, we become free from sin. We do not let this sinful nature control us. We just say, no, Jesus is above. Is, he's Lord. He's above. He rules me. That's what it says. Grace rules. Wonderful. Now God's wonderful grace rules instead. This is his life saying, like, in my life, there's nothing else but God's grace. This is what I was saying in the beginning. You know, we need to hear the gospel every day. We need to understand this every single day so we can live in this type of freedom. Now it says, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life. This is what, like, I'm going to read this one more time because I think there's more to this than I'm, than I'm reading. 
Uh, so just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead. It's above. And this is what it's doing. It's giving us right standing with God. That's what it that's what it does when we actually put above what Jesus Christ has done. When we actually believe and it's our just complete faith. Remember, it's things that you don't see, but you believe. That's what faith is, right? So now when you have faith and you actually do this and you rule with this faith, when like in other words, that's all you think about, that's all you know, that's what your reality is. This is what happens. You are given the right to stand with God. And resulting, not just from having faith, but withstanding with God. It's relationship. It's being in His presence. Result of this is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Man, <laughs> I'm going to end it here. But something is so strong about His presence. I mean, it's the reality that we're able to be with Him. The craziest part is that he had to die to, you know, so we can be standing with him. So we can have this connection with him. It's not just a, a stamp on my forehead that says I'm standing right with God. No, it's us really being with God himself that results in eternal life. Sometimes we don't experience eternal life because we failed to spend time in what was already paid for. The reality of what God has done on that cross, his presence. So all of this equals him. I'm standing right with him and I have eternal life through him it's the reality of Jesus so I want to pray and this I mean this all I'm sorry I mean this all happens because we make him our reality he rules over his grace rules over what he's done for us rules over you know the temptations everything that's around us all, everything he is Lord so I'm going to pray that he becomes Lord again in our lives. Because this is the only way that he rules above everything. Until he becomes the one thing that we think about, we we want, you know, our desire, everything that we want to just hear and, and read and all this stuff. I, I just want him. That's, that's all I want. And I promise you, this is how we see eternal life in our lives. And the rule, his grace that rules, is just going to overcome the sinful nature that, you know, that you know is within us every single day we can be set free from this as long as he is lord as long as we give our lives to him and say take it it's yours so father i thank you for everyone who's listening i thank you because you jesus have set us free and you're igniting hearts to the reality of your resurrection thank you because you gave your life for us so we can truly live Jesus, thank you because you, Lord, are wonderful. And you're setting us free today. This is just the beginning. Let us go deeper every single day in this grace, experiencing your presence every single day, because this is what you paid for. We stand right with you today because of what you've done. We believe in what you have done for us. You obeyed your Father. And through this one person's obedience, we are all righteous through your eyes so we can be with you and experience you every single day. So Lord, just set us free today with your reality, with your presence. Nothing else can set us free, just you. I thank you. We love you. There's no one like you, Lord.
In Jesus' name, amen. Man, that was that was awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, he is doing something within the scriptures right now. And this is just the beginning. Like, I'm seeing ahead, you know, as I was reading right now. And I, it's going to get more intense, guys. So be prepared to get ready. And uh, if you guys um, want to listen to this podcast in Spanish, we are finally starting the Spanish part, uh, the Spanish broadcast of this podcast. Uh, the Spanish version of this podcast. Um, so, guys, if you guys are wanting to hear in Spanish, you guys are more than welcome to. Um, but, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. This is the first episode we upload after New Year. So, um, wish you guys the best this year. Follow him. Uh, surrender your life to him. And I promise you everything will be okay no matter what happens around us. You know, the world can go very south. But I promise you his people, his children, those who are committed to him and only him they will be okay they will be blessed and above all things we'll be prosperous in these times okay so thank you so much for listening i'll see you guys in the next episode take care bye bye